Okay, so yesterday was full moon. Um, today's Saturday night. Uh, there's uh, one month left in the formal range retreat, the Vasa period. So, <clears throat> just uh, encourage everyone to um, you pay attention to the um, formal practice, formal meditation. Um, it's uh, It's kind of the the uh, with just with a month left, and it's and traditionally the the rains retreat is a time of focusing on formal practice. Although um, being here in the um, northern hemisphere, then <clears throat> it's our summertime, uh, but we still have time for uh, personal retreat and and retreat. Um, uh, as a group, and, and and whatever the case, it's just uh, say essential to that the meditation is a, a is a really central part of our training. The uh, uh, it's. Uh, You know, the the of course the path that the Buddha laid down is a path of 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 sila of say of, of moral training moral conduct um, meditation and wisdom discernment but that that mental development uh, the training of the mind directly is really uh, really important. Because it's the without a a clear mind, uh, then it's hard to. I mean, the the this path really works. It's integral. It's integrated. It, it's integral. It works together, and uh, um, but without a clear mind, um, it's it's easy to get. Confused in terms of precepts, or uh, or we uh, uh, get uh, um, the actual get swept up in <clears throat> um, either doubt or confusion about about the our intentions, um, and uh, and the aspect of. Wisdom and discernment is is easily um, thrown off track when our our mind is not clear, uh, so that the, uh, the 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 formal side of a practice is is quite important to be you know, just a you you create the habit of of the meditation on the uh, on a daily basis and <clears throat> and we learn how to 
so to integrate the, the the meditation and the mental training uh, into the um, the other aspects of of the path. But it's important to pay attention. And one of the things that is a, a an important piece of the the uh, that mental training meditation is is the understanding and and freeing the the mind or at least bringing into an abeyance the five hindrances and these are uh, this is a, a say a classical theme to be addressing but it's it's something that that is um, you know, we have to keep revisiting over and over again <clears throat> in order to uh, uh, help the mind to to be um, you know, to be clear. And say in in uh, and there's an idiom in the in the suttas when 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 the Buddha refers to the uh, five hindrances. There are these hindrances that that uh, these qualities that overwhelm awareness and weaken discernment weaken our wisdom it's just there that's what they do um so that we have to be alert and uh, and diligent in uh, in recognizing uh, what actually is a hindrance uh, and and to be be able to um, you know, to 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 free the the mind or at least as I said to bring it bring the hindrance into abeyance um, <clears throat> the uh, the Buddha also gives a, an an image of of the uh, say the hindrances. Well, one is the sort of the, the the five hindrances are sensual desire, ill will, uh, sloth and torpor, um, restlessness and worry, and skeptical doubt. Those are the the five uh, hindrances that are called nivarana in Pali. And and the Buddha refers to them or gives an image from the. the um, in in comparison with gold, and so in a sense, right? Gold is I mean, is always considered a a beautiful metal that uh, can be made into um, jewelry, ornaments, adornments, <clears throat> but when they're <clears throat> When gold is mixed with um, other substances like iron, copper, tin, lead, silver, uh, it makes it lose its luster and become uh, lose its malleability. Um, and and then the Buddha compares it in the same way uh, the the mind <coughs> in its Fundamental nature, uh, when it is, uh, when it is purified, uh, is 
lustrous, it's bright, it's, it's, and it's malleable uh, and can be applied uh, to any purpose that we, that we wish. Uh, but, the, uh, um, but when these five hindrances are, are present, uh, then the mind becomes, you know, loses its malleability, loses its luster, loses its, its, its clarity, and, and, uh, and, and on a certain level loses its, loses its value. Um, we devalue our uh, the beauty of the of the mind um, by uh, saying yeah kind of acquiescing uh, or not rec- recognizing uh, these 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 hindrances so that the uh, the Buddha is in- encouraging us to to be um, you're really diligent in 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 recognizing when they're present, and then being diligent in uh, relinquishing them or finding ways to free the mind from it. Because when we do do that, and then that enhances our awareness and it strengthens our discernment or it strengthens our our wisdom. So just being. Attentive to the <coughs> this fundamental uh, aspect of of, of training, <coughs> and they they uh, you know, with uh, the hindrance of uh, well the different hindrances. <coughs> When the Buddha points to their drawbacks, um, he, there's in different suttas he gives different kinds of similes, but uh, uh, the one that sticks in my mind right right in this moment is the uh, uh, the the the, the hindrance for the hindrance of sensual desire. The Buddha compares compares it to be being in debt, having taken out a loan, and uh, uh, and then we we lose our uh, say we lose our freedom, uh, and uh, and there is a, a sense of, of being, um, uh, you know, being being in debt. Uh, it's hard to be comfortable. It's hard to be at ease, um, and. In this simile and and a series of similes, um, what the Buddha points to is is the one is the you know, the drawback and and the burden that that the the hindrance places on the mind, um, but in the same way that when one um, pays off the loan free of debt. Uh, then one feels happy. Uh, there's a happiness and ease that is is uh, <clears throat> a, a a natural result. And and so when when the when one it does 
um, relinquish sensual desire when one's not bound by sensual desire. There is a happiness and ease that one experiences that is really natural. Um, in the same way, with <clears throat> it's like when people like. Like say, like so many people in 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 the present time in America are really burdened by student loans, and and uh, and I can, you can imagine what it feels like to finally pay off a student loan. I mean, there's actually there's been quite a few people who have come to to. Uh, by Gary, who who uh, really keen on taking ordination and coming and training in the monastic form, and then they find out that one of the rules is you can't ordain if you've got a got loans, if you're if you're in debt and student student loans uh, are uh, uh, so that uh, there has been. Uh, people who have left Baigiri, gone off and and uh, um, worked and and uh, um, paid off their loans and and, and just been um, come back and just really feeling uh, like a, a incredible burdens been lift off, lifted off their heart and and uh, able to take on take on training and take on the monastic form. So yeah, this happiness is is a direct result of of for freeing the heart from from the hindrances and and sensual desire being one of them. Ill will, um, similarly, uh, it, it burdens the uh, burdens the mind, burdens the heart, um, <clears throat> uh, being tied to moods of anger, irritation, uh, getting upset uh, uh, over things, and it's just because it, it clouds the mind. The Buddha compares it to to being and having having an illness, I mean, you know, being having a fever uh, you know, when one is is really. Ill and 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 uh, burning up with fever, you can't think straight. Um, I mean, I, what, I can remember. I mean, I've had all sorts of various illnesses, but uh, uh, comes to, to mind this this uh, in in this illustration, you know, with uh, uh, with malaria. And uh, burning up with fever, you're burning up with fever, and of course you're shaking because you feel so cold. Uh, and then uh, um, just clarity is not a feature of <laughs> of, the, of the mind, and uh, and I can uh, Ajahn Sona tells a story of of. Um, when I was, <clears throat> it was hot season, and uh, I'm in my kuti, sort of 
burning up with fever and shaking, and I'm wrapped up in a blanket. And and he come, they come and knock on on my on my call out from my kuti to get me. There's there's some somebody wandered into the monastery completely naked, and, and, and uh, there's a there's obviously not quite in their right mind. So first thing to do, okay, go and get the ajahn. Which I, I, they, <clears throat> so I come down and I deal with the situation, and then I go back to my kuti and and uh, uh, <clears throat> continue my shaking and fever. Um, but I have no recollection of that. It's, it's that's I only know this story because because Ajahn Sona tells it. <laughs> so that uh, yeah, this 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 is the. Uh, you would think it would stick stick in the mind, but the you know that's the nature of a hindrance. It overwhelms awareness and weakens discernment, so you just can't see clearly. You can't think clearly. That's what anger does. Your will just taints the mind completely. So to uh, and f- when one's when the fever breaks or when the illness goes away, it's a tremendous feeling of happiness and relief that uh, that the mind experiences. So that that uh, you know, it's just working with the, the hindrances, paying attention to how to how to let let these things go, to not hang on to them. Uh, <clears throat> not to feed them, not to encourage them, not to support them, because we do that with um, all of the hindrances are, <clears throat> are 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 actually supported by by what the Buddha calls, I'd say, unwise attention. So you uh, you pay unwise attention to. To the the uh, say an object of 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 aversion, and you, you you get swept up in the in the mood of 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 ill will of um, getting upset, getting angry, getting irritated, and and that is uh, say an improper use of attention. That yoni so manasikara, just unwise attention. Uh, so then just learning how to keep directing wise attention to that which is going to nurture and support uh, states of 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 mind that are that are clear that are peaceful that are uh, are are bright that are uh, uh, associated with with well-being so that especially in terms of the the, the hindrance of, of of ill will, then you're paying attention to things that that, that foster um, the quality of, of loving kindness. Um, just yeah, not feeding, not buying into, uh, not fanning the flames of 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 of, of ill will, because uh, it it is a hindrance. It is a niwarna. The third <clears throat> hindrance that the Buddha points to is the is the hindrance of 
uh, sloth and torpor. Um, and uh, he compares it to being in prison. <coughs> <coughs> being stuck in a cell somewhere um, and being being incarcerated and losing one's freedom. And, and that's very much what the mind feels like when when it's when it's overwhelmed by by I mean sloth and torpor is a bit of a sort of a, a, a old Edwardian English that that uh, uh is is might not be uh, uh, so familiar to, to people. But I think just that it's like stagnation and dullness. The the, the mind the mind Stagnating, getting dull, um, and uh, losing its sharpness, losing its clarity, um, or relinquishing it. Oftentimes, willingly, because that's sometimes with, with, uh, say, say, kind of a sleepiness, drowsiness as one's meditating. Um, it doesn't feel so bad, <laughs> so, uh, and it's easy to drift into dullness and just get to sink with it. And so it's it's, uh, <clears throat> but you know, as one sinks, one then one is then a prisoner of that sinking. Uh, once one is, uh, um, so that that uh, uh, one loses the the. Uh, Loses one's freedom. So the 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 paying attention to bringing energy to the mind, bringing bringing alertness to the to the present moment, bringing alertness to the the object of attention, <clears throat> not getting too. Because I mean, there's there's a there's a a necessity of repeating a, 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 a task over and over again, paying attention to the in-breath and the out-breath, paying attention to, to a reflection on impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, not-self, and repeating a, 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 a attention on, on the, say, the... The uh, um, say thirty-two parts of the body, or the uh, loving kindness meditations. It's you're repeating <clears throat> the attention, but it's really important that one doesn't just sink into a a mindless repetition, because then um, it, the the mind starts to kind of shut off, shut down. And doesn't stay alert. Doesn't stay present. Um, it's it's this, this sense of uh, being being aware that that the you know, this the, the, the one can lose the edge to attention uh, and you know, drift into dullness. And, and then the hindrance takes over. So it's, it's just being, one has to be 
reminding oneself to be alert, to be present. Um, and on a certain level, that's, say, the function of, of mindfulness. I mean, one of the, the you know, the, the, the Pali word mindfulness is sati, and and its and its root uh, is in say the, uh, the sati is in, in in the same root as sanya so which is memory recollection Remem- remembering to be present remembering to be alert remembering to do the do the practice it's a it's a it's a and as one does that, then then there's a brightness that comes to the to the heart, and there's a clarity that comes. And with that, there's a tremendous well-being. Uh, it just feels good to be clear and present. Whereas um, yeah, dullness just never feels satisfying. The hindrance of of restlessness and worry. Um, I mean, this where the, the mind is is sort of spinning out with proliferation, spinning out with plans for the future, spinning out with um, rehashing whatever happened in the past. Uh, spinning out with speculation on whatever how things uh, how things might be how things could be how things should be uh, and it's just is is the the mind is not settling um, and it's just it's not giving itself to the present moment. Uh, it's not giving itself to. It's not giving itself to the experience. It's sort of skipping over, uh, and and so that there's this restless energy that's constantly seeking something else. It's not content. It's not. It's not actually happy. Uh, it's, it doesn't feel replete. <coughs> so it keeps keeps on edge and and what the 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 in the image the simile that the buddha gives he says it's it's as if one were were a slave uh, or a bond servant or in penury you know, just like this one is tied to the whims of somebody else one has no freedom one is tied to the the whims and the commands of something external to one, somebody external, uh, and so that the uh, uh, that sense of learning how to establish a a, a clarity of intention, um, being paying attention to. What is it that leads to a sense of contentment? What is it that uh, leads to a sense of 
well-being, being at ease with the this present moment, this particular circumstance, uh, this body, this mind. <clears throat> It's a, uh, uh, you know, one has to apply a certain clarity uh, and to, to sustain that. So that otherwise, it, yeah, it just gets this, this sense of restlessness, worry, agitation, uh, overtakes the mind, over, overwhelms awareness and weakens discernment. <clears throat> it's a... Uh, the last hindrance that the Buddha points to is is a skeptical doubt, um, where one is um, both in terms of kind of you know, having a sense of of uncertainty, um, but it's also like wavering can't quite commit to something, can't quite make up one's mind to something. Maybe it should be this, maybe it should be that, maybe it should. And it goes on and on and on. And it's so difficult to settle the mind. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's, it, there is a, a yeah, kind of doubt and uncertainty. Um, and the image that the Buddha gives is is as if one were traveling through a a, a desolate wilderness um, and kind of fraught with danger and and one one is you know is never quite at ease or settled um, and of course the the result, or the one is able to pass through that desolate wilderness, get to one's goal, uh, reach, uh, reach, reach the destination safely with one's, say, one's goods intact. Then there's tremendous happiness. It's just a natural result. So that that the uh, um, paying attention to to doubt. Um, so often we try to think our way out of out of doubt and and that's usually not such a great uh, solution because we uh, say we're already doubting and and whatever we think about you will will start to doubt about and doubt its efficacy, doubt its if it if it's right or wrong, because that's what what, what say what doubt is. Is this right? Is it wrong? Should I do this? Should I do that? What's what's the what's the proper course of action here? And I mean, I thought for myself, I found a so uh, the uh, a, a good counterpoint to 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 doubt. Because uh, I certainly had my share of doubts, um, was this mindfulness of the body coming back rather than trying to to figure it out uh, in a, on an intellectual basis, um, really return to the 
to the body, establish a continuity of mindfulness in the body, get a get a solid anchor for the mind, so that there's a there's a, a strong degree of clarity and consistency of of awareness, and and you find that the uh, you know doubts sort of fall away because of that. Uh, just is they don't have the same foothold uh, anymore. So it's it's a uh, uh, one is learning to how how to pay, uh, say, wise attention to this present moment, uh, and and not get swept away by the. Uh, that 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 kind of you know, wavering and uncertainty, uh, uh, doubting tendencies that we might have. You know, and there is a tremendous sense of happiness when when the mind becomes settled and clear, and things start to be look look a bit more a uh, bit more reasonable. Uh, so this these this this attention to these uh, uh five hindrances is a is a really helpful tool for developing the practice not just the meditation practice and of course it's essential for the meditation practice but it's also it's not something that you wait to do um just in the uh, uh, say when you're sitting in formal meditation, but pay attention to these hindrances as you go about your your daily life. When you go about performing chores, when you are interacting with people, uh, what learning how to identify those habits of mind that trip us up and create problems for us, because it. Uh, that that's what is actually happening is we get you know different problems and difficulties and come up and they're and, and how do we respond to them um, so that's it's uh, and if we're responding out of desire or aversion or dullness uh, those are those are not great responses it's not not a really working solution uh, that is going to uh, give a good support for our ongoing practice. So this, this paying attention to the 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 way out of these these hindrances uh, is a is a important part of laying a solid foundation for the for the for the practice for the training. It's a, it's an essential piece. So I'll offer that for reflection this evening.